recruiting ish. Web three, world class podcast. Let's get it, let's go. For topics of discussion, you cannot get from another. Opportunities in Web three, we got you covered. Meta intro, been dope. Gotta thank you for the love and support that you're giving. Keep it coming. We going up in jazz fees, interviews with the crews, making moves. Let's see, it's a brand new world of NFTs. Join in, recruiting ish podcast. Yes, please. Join in, recruiting ish podcast. Yes, please. Meta Intro does not give financial advice. Information provided by Meta Intro is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. Always do your own research on the companies that you apply to and the opportunities that you invest in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Recruiting Ish Podcast. It's Tuesday, and we're here talking all things hiring in Web3. My name's Alex. I'm your crypto recruiter. I'm here with Brad from the Meta Intro team. Say what's up, Brad. What's going on, everyone? Also got a, a special guest coming from the Web3 and digital assets hiring space. Uh, we were talking before the show. This is someone that I have sure cross paths with many of times on LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, we run in similar circles and have a, a ton of mutual connections. So when I saw his name pop up, I was super excited to have him on the pod and talk with him. Uh, his name's Remington. He's the partnerships lead at Proof of Talent. Welcome to the show, man. It's good to have you here. Yeah, man. It's it's finally great to connect. No better place to do it than a podcast. Super excited to to dive into everything recruiting and, and just kind of share the wisdom I've learned along the way. For sure. Well, I guess to start, talk to us about how you ended up in the Web3 recruiting space. What's what's kind of your journey until uh, until now? Yeah, it's it's funny. I have a, a really close friend of mine. He goes by Sweetman Dottieth, and he's a blockchain developer in the space. He introduced Web3 to me actually back in uh, December 2020. He was talking to me about how Blau and Snoop Dogg were putting their NFTs, sorry, putting their music on chain with NFTs. And I kind of blew him off for a couple of years. And he had visited me back in November 2022 and kind of explain like the power of decentralization, blockchain ownership, and what this whole technological revolution is going to do for our world. And that's why I really went down that rabbit hole. And I've always been someone that's passionate about people, sales, business development. And that's why I joined uh, the recruitment space. And it was with an agency called Hammond Williams. It was a global agency. And they gave me the opportunity to build out the Web3 vertical from scratch. And so very quickly... I started making a name for myself, bringing on multiple clients in the ecosystem to our to our agency and started immersing myself in different events in San Diego and my local community, going to meetups in other cities. Um, and then from there, most recently joined Proof of Talent. Uh, I've now been with the team for about a couple months. It's led by Rob Payone, also in the Crypto Bobby. And so we've been around in the Web3 crypto recruiting space since 2019, so four years now, which has been quite some time. And I lead partnerships here. So basically, primarily focused on bringing on new accounts, maintaining those relationships. We also host different events, different private dinners. We do a podcast as well, uh, and just a lot of content creation. So yeah, it's it's been a, a hell of a ride in such a short period of time. I've made some incredible relationships and friendships and exci really excited for the future of just what recruitment looks like to the Web3 space. Do you DJ the events as well? I did I do see that. <laughs> I do DJ all Web3 I literally just events. made that up, I, I swear. So that's just a lucky guess. I don't know. You look like you got some DJ type. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, it's a good guess. Yeah. I've, I've been DJing in the Web3 space since July of last year. It started out with just local communities in San Diego. 
Um, so I've done stuff like Disco XYZ when they had their offsite here. Um, I've done stuff at Art Basel for two communities, Crypto nice. Tech Women, 90s Babes, and then NFTLA most recently. Um, Miguel has his own NFT community, and I ended up DJing for that. So it's been it's been a heck of a ride on that side, too. Speaking of that. DJing, DJing. That's what I was actually <laughs> going to go with. Tell us, because I feel like everybody has that. What was your first DGen story, you know, in the crypto? I feel like everybody kind of has that. That's usually the hook. Nobody goes in and saying, oh, hey, I'm going to build like, you know, some massive protocol. You usually buy an NFT or get in a meme coin or something. What's your DGen experience in Web3? Yeah, it's a great question. I Fortunately for me, man, I haven't lost a ton of money. I didn't ape in really quickly to different NFT projects. I'd probably say it's always been the community and people. And I know that's not a super degen answer, but like I've always been really drawn to just the passion and genuineness of the people in the ecosystem. And so, especially during this bear market, like that's what's kept me like super excited. Um, you know, just for what what what's ahead. Um, yeah, I'm fortunate for that. Like, there's a lot of good projects out there. If I had the money, I'd definitely like purchase, but didn't get in at the right time, and. Yeah, man, just continue to expand my network. Like I've got a lot of people that believe in me and just it's allowed me to really uh, create a strong foundation here. So I'm going to flip the tables and ask a question to both of you because I think it's, it kind of just occurred to me a little bit. So in Web2, engineering or talent in general usually has this adversarial relationship with recruiters, if you will. It's just always, you know, they, they, they look at them as... Uh, not even just a cost of doing business, but as a, an adversarial gatekeeper, if you will, to some of the jobs or stuff like that. And I do think the Web3 space, especially being just a lot of positive people, a lot of good interactions and stuff like that, is that what has you know, made it so attractive for you know skilled recruiters like yourself to land here? Or is it the technology? Or is it just like people having a better um, outlook on, you know, the job market in general, because I've always said this to, to Lacey, why is searching for a job just so soul sucking? Why does it have, it, it, it legitimately doesn't have to be that. So maybe to, you know, tie it into a question, is there pieces of web three that make that experience better for not only the recruiters and the job seekers? I can jump into it first. I mean, I think going back to what I said, like, Everyone in this ecosystem, if you're wanting to work full time, has a passion for it. And so whether that's a recruiter or that's an engineer, I think it just makes that relationship and experience so much stronger. And I think as well, too, um, it's a very competitive market. It's very, very competitive. And so you you really have to sharpen up your skills and, and just level of expertise to work in the space. So it, it you know it kind of puts a little bit more pressure on everyone, you know, to find the best candidate or to like have the best skills and experience because someone else is knocking on your heels right now to get your position. Innovator dive. Yeah, no, I, I echo that. I think it's, it's again, it, it's kind of the, I don't know, you want to call it the startup grind, the excitement, like it's, it's just exciting. And like, it's something where like I'm passionate about. So like before working full-time in crypto or web three, I was spending so much of my like daytime where I should have been like working on like, Hey, listening to podcast or, you know, looking at coin market cap, seeing what's going on with the market. Now that I work in crypto, that's like part of my day to day. 
So it's not like wasting time or taking time away from it. It's like kind of like what Rivington said, you're sharpening your skills, you're keeping, you know, up to speed and, and better so that you can perform. And then I think the other cool part about recruiting in this industry versus others is the community aspect that Remington talked about is definitely there. I mean, like a prime example, I work in-house at a company, Remington works at an agency. You would think as recruiters, we're like enemies or we're competing for talent. But I just recently like had somebody in my network from Coinbase get laid off. I recommended them to the proof of talent team as like a great resource since I didn't have anything. And you know, when we got on this call room, Tim was like, hey, we just talked to that person, great talent, let's see what we can do. And like in web two, that almost never happens. And again, yep. there's there's nobody wanting anything out of that. It's just like, hey, we know each other, let's get this person in a good role, like regardless of what the outcome is. So yeah, that community side is just so much stronger than any like web two SaaS industry, you know, physical product that I, I've seen. How how has that impacted the broader market, you know, of of jobs? Obviously, Web three is really starting to seep into the tech market in a number of different ways. How has that affected the general, you know, market from both of y'all y'all seats? Are you talking about in terms of like the abundance of opportunities, or just like yeah, the abundance of opportunities, but even fragmented from a standpoint of uh, the way roles are created the velocity in which that the they move um so obviously yes that's a it's a loaded question but uh maybe what's your favorite way and uh, that it's changed the job market in general being web two web three roles coming into that a web two dominant world that we've lived in for what 15 you know years where web two has been you know pretty cut and dried as to what the process is Web3 has definitely changed that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we're still in a very immature state within the market, but because it's like there's a lot of gray space in Web3 and a lot of unknown, I think that creates a lot of excitement for people, especially at these bigger tech companies at like Meta, Google, Microsoft, whatever it may be. I've seen so many people transition to Web3 and they're, they're honestly some of the best candidates on the market for that just because of the the type of um, just experience that they've had, you know, in the past. And so that's allowed, you know, just Web3 in general to reach a new level of, of, of talent and skill too, which is pushing the space forward faster because we've got these more industry uh, specific like leaders stepping into the space. But I mean, what I think going back to it, like once we saw these layoffs start to happen at those bigger companies, and then you have some of these Web3 companies as well dissolving. We, we now see this space where it's like, holy shit, like there's so many job applicants. There's so many people looking for a job right now. And, it, you know, it's made a lot of, it's made things a lot challenging for, for anyone, you know, in that next, that next position. And do you think, or I guess I should, I should ask, like with you guys running an agency, you're working with like a broad set of clients. Are they coming to you during this time and saying like, hey, we're open we want web two, or are they saying, no, we just want those ones laid off from like Coinbase or Gemini. Like, are they, are you seeing that they're becoming open to the broad space or are they still stuck on like, you know, web three to web three versus like web two or two and a half? That's a great question. I think it's per company, but the ones that we're working with, 
because they have the capital to hire right now, they're very specific with what they want and they will take the time to get that person. And so it's a lot of niche hiring going on right now. I think the example we use a lot is like companies like Coinbase or Kraken, you know, this time last year, we're maybe double, tripling in size where a lot of the hiring is going towards these smaller organizations like pre-seed to series A. And it's not, you know, 10, 20, 30 open recs. It's more like two or five. And so it's a very niche group. And although someone might be coming from, you know, like a Reddit or, or a big company like, um, like a gaming company, it's, they still need to have the, the crypto knowledge, you know, that the onboarding that it's going to take might cost that company too much versus hiring something with that experience already. And that's obviously based on the company and like what their company culture is like, because you have some organizations that have a lot of people that might come from meta already and want to continue incubating that type of culture and uh, work life, life balance. And then for like evaluating, I don't even know what you want to call it, like crypto experience, excitement. Like I, I find that challenging sometimes, like as a recruiter talking with somebody, right? Like when we're networking or when we're talking, you know, shop about stuff going on in the industry, I feel like you can, you can read it, but I don't know. There's some people that I talk to where I'm like, they could be just totally regurgitating stuff they see on a YouTube video or podcast, yeah. or they could be like a blockchain expert. Like as you're talking to candidates, I guess, what do you see? And then do you have any recommendations on how maybe, you know, if you're not leveled up in that area, like what people can be doing or the resources they can use to get, get to that level? Yeah. Yeah. When I'm working with a hiring manager, it's really all comes down to what you've built, right? You can talk about anything in the blockchain crypto space and the things that you understand. But what we really want to see is how have you interacted on chain? You know, what different products have you worked on? Have you scaled those products? You know, whether you're in marketing or BD or, you know, worked with other big names in the ecosystem. So I think that part is super important that people miss is it's like, it's great to understand the space, but what are you doing in the space? What value have you created? That's yeah, that's funny. Double, I double thumbs up on that one. It's the first yeah, thing I look the, at. It's it's legitimately like I I don't even need to see your resume anymore from a technical standpoint, and I don't work having a more technical conversation. Not only send me your GitHub, but because Web three is so open, I want to see it live. I want to. I I don't like the the excuse of days past of oh it's behind private repos and Web three to me just it does not work anymore it's i i, I yeah. want and fine maybe even give me the product give me the website and then the excuse potentially could be oh there hasn't been opportunities trip and fall into a telegram and there's a crypto project that will gladly let you do legitimately whatever you want and, and we're not talking about a lot of time we're talking about it could be a weekend project and to be honest with you if you can walk me through what you did in that weekend project how you took on the problem how you approached it, how you thought through what to build, how you interacted with the community. That's enough for me. Uh, and there's so many opportunities. There's so many uh, problems, if you will, in Web3 that uh, you're exactly right. What have you built? What have you built for me lately? That's the slogan. There's really no excuse. Like, I know it sounds harsh, but like, there's no excuse for it at this point. Like, if you really want to work in the space that bad, you're going to do whatever it takes to do that. And especially if you're like a developer, right? 
uh, here in San Diego, we have a community called ETHSD. And so we did a partnership with Alchemy University, their blockchain bootcamp. First time rolling it out in person. There are so many different organizations doing those type of programs that have a direct track to a, to a full-time position. So it's like just doing your research and actually taking the time, like you might make mistakes. Like I think most of us all are in web three because no one has it figured out, but it's, it's the fact that you're trying, you know, that's what companies want to see. And if you can continue to do that, you'll start to see results and, and potentially lend an opportunity. So it reminds me of the early days in the react angular frameworks which were very like different because we were all building you know apps with html and and obviously a, a massive js and there was backbone i'm not going to get too deep into it but you didn't have examples of like how these apps were being built and stuff like this so if you leave for two weeks three weeks and come back to a library it's probably changed you know dramatically you know in some ways and that's what's beautiful about Web3 is it's 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 dirty. It's there's not, you know, these very defined the only defined rails are the blockchain. That's it. Everything else is open for interpretation. And, you know, maybe the, the last point of it is and that's why it's it's so judgment free, in my opinion. The only judgment is are you building? What are you building right now? And that's it spurs so many interesting conversations and that's, it's my favorite, it's my favorite part about web three is that it's just a ton of builders swimming around. I think as well too, like to add on, like, cause it's not just all devs, right? We're, we're starting to get to a point where we need more people in BD or people in marketing, legal compliance. So it's like, if you are BD or marketing, like social media has now become your best friend. You need to be building a personal brand that highlights your expertise and like shows that you actually can scale yourself before you can scale another business. And I've seen so many people like Charles Coe, he's a big doodles holder. He part of ZTX now, gotta follow him on, on Twitter. He's, he's awesome, super degen. Um, and he's the perfect example of that. You know, he's got 40K on Twitter, he's always posting, he's got a community and he's consistent. And that's what it's all about. You know, if, if you're, I talk to too many marketing people that are trying to get in the space, but they're not marketing. I'm like, come on. That's, yeah, you nailed that on the head. The the personal branding thing's something that came up on the pod a couple times as far as like show your skill set, right? Like whether that's making TikToks or just create content for this company you want to work for. And then the other piece I would say is like, it's not only build, but like use. Like the coolest thing I've seen somebody do just recently for a, an analyst role I was working on specializing in DeFi, they just sent me their wallet address and they were like, mm. hey, Here's what I'm doing. You can check out all of my activity, everything that I've done. Obviously, there's some meme coins. There's some you know yield they're doing. Like, it was interesting. I was like, wow, somebody is open to sharing what they do. And again, it's wasn't millions of dollars, but it's it's cool to see. And then I will say, Proof of Talent team has a very good branding when it comes to like their social media presence. I know I follow you, and I think his name's Colton. It was yeah. a little bit of a degen, it seems. Super, I don't know if he's still super degen. <laughs> I don't know if he's still recruiting because man, it looks like he's making some really good returns on some of these coins. But um, again, it's like you connect with people through that. So yeah, I, I totally agree for sure. Don't don't go down that rabbit hole. Don't wallet track. It's it's a dark hole. Uh, I know, but it's so interesting for non tech people at least, right? Because like the thing I hear 
and Remington, I'm curious too, for some of those non-tech people, that's the thing they say, right? Like, oh, I haven't worked in Web3, I haven't created content for Web3, but I use it all the time. I'm super passionate. Yeah, so that hey. was the first time somebody was like, let me prove that to you. So I'll be careful that's with cool. it for sure. But it was, it was interesting. I think everyone that's listening needs to take note of that example for sure. Like, that's where we're headed. I mean, obviously, what you guys are building at Meta Intro, like, more and more of what you've done and built, your credentials are going to be put on chain. Like, there's so many candidates in this ecosystem that lie about their experience. It's not going to get you anywhere. You know, it's, and, and sooner rather than later, we're going to be able to verify if it's true or not. So, start now. <laughs> You're 100% right, and thanks for the shout-out. And that, you know, I really think the difference is is you, you beautifully put it of prove that you can scale yourself before you can – yeah, you could scale your own brand before you can go and do it for a business. That's usually the, the public example that we're looking for from everybody. What we want to provide is for the individual that might not want, you know – their public persona out there, but does have a skill set and does want to market it to a company privately, there's got to be a medium, you know, in order, a way for them to do that. Um, and hopefully our, our, our skill badges and our uh, resume wallet uh, will provide those opportunities. Um, this leads me to, you know, my next question. Again, this is really for both of you. What would you say right now is the biggest misconceptions about the Web3 Let's even call it job market right now. What's the biggest misconceptions you believe? That's a really that's a really great question, man. I haven't had anyone ask that. Um, it's a big misconception. I think a big misconception right now is that people think there's a lack of opportunities, and I think it really comes down to what they're doing on the day to day and who their environment is. The people that I know like that are most connected in the space and have great experience are like have like five, six, seven interviews, like still to this day. And you know, not all of them are gonna pan out or all of them are strong opportunities, but because they've put in the work to build that community, which is the core principle of being successful in this ecosystem, they are reaping those benefits and are seeing that on a day to day. So it's like there's a lot of people saying like I'm not getting any hitbacks or, you know, don't see any openings, but one, we are in a, in a place where not everything's posted, but you know, it, it is out there and, and your friends, you know, or the people that you know in the space will let you know and, and do whatever they can to connect you. Just like Alex said at the beginning, like he connected someone he knows to our agency. So it's like, it's all about who you know. Yeah, that's a great point. I think the networking thing, people miss a lot. I mean, I think People in Web3 were kind of bred into that, like as part of, you know, everything. So, you know, for a job, some people think of that and utilize that, but a lot of people are still not leveraging that. And then I think for me, the biggest mis misconception that I have to let my hired managers know is the market's still hot. I mean, the good, talented people that know how to do their role and are networked well and have great experience... I mean, they're not only finding new jobs super quickly, like Remington said, they've got multiple interviews, they've got multiple offers, it's happening very quickly, and they're being picky, right? Like a lot of these people that got laid off from tech companies have three months to a year of cash that they got paid out. Like they're going to look for the top company. And if you think that you're going to find somebody on the cheap or you're going to negotiate them down, like it's just not going to happen. And anybody you can do that with, 
probably not the best candidate or the one you want. So I let my my higher managers know like, yeah, people, people are finding stuff. Like it's a hot market. There's still jobs. There's a lot going away, but there's a ton of new stuff coming in, especially with crypto web three startups and AI. I mean, just the two of those, it's, it's a, uh, it's a gold rush for sure. I'd like to echo Rodney's point of not everything is posted. I really think that that's so true in a, it definitely is different, but it's almost like it's a, it's a very founder heavy market in terms of these, these, these young projects are trying to be lean and you could even have some of the larger ones, but everyone recognizes the opportunity and that's where it's moving so fast and not everything's posted. But I think as soon as we get over this, you know, hump, if you will, over here in terms of some of the cream rises to the top, some big companies start to be formed in the Web3, that's when I think you're going to really see this just like pour over of a lot of the Web2 practices into Web3. We're talking about, you know, 500, you know, engineer teams, uh, which is just not that, you know, that's not common in, in, you know, Web3 right now. Definitely, definitely not yet. Not yet is the key point there. We're on our way for sure. But I, I thought that was interesting. And that was a newer trend that I saw this year and towards the end of last year, once FTX and just a, a lot of money left the eco- ecosystem in general, people were a lot more secretive with the hiring. Part of that is like when you do go look at a job posting on LinkedIn, I'm sure Alex, you run into this all the time. You're getting like 200 to like thousands of applicants and if you don't have an HR team or if you have maybe one recruiter that's going through that, like it's very overwhelming and it's going to be hard to make it like an actual decision, like on a candidate, if you have that much talent being flooded into your like, in-mail or inbox. It's so weird. It's, it's stressful because you feel like you're going to miss it. Y'all in your career have looked at thousands of resumes before and you know some of the great candidates don't have the best resumes. And so, oh. Yeah, it's, it's stressful. It's Some stressful. of the best candidates, actually, you don't even have to send a resume. You just send their LinkedIn profile. Yep. Kinda, I would have to agree. Crazy. Yeah, the LinkedIn as a resume has become a new thing, even within Web3. I think, you know, LinkedIn's a Web2 tool, but it's it's become such a great way to network and such a social media-like tool, except, uh, same with Twitter. I mean, I'm sure there's people that have gotten hired out of Twitter DMs, Um almost all the time. I mean, for, for you guys at Proof of Talent, like how, how do you guys find people? Cause when I was looking similar stuff, like I, I found some postings through LinkedIn, but not like a formal job, you know, hub or anything. Like if people are interested in, in, that the companies you work with, where should they go? Yeah, it's a great, great question. Um, I think it's a mix, right? I primarily, I think a lot of our sourcing is done through LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn recruiter, I think is that traditional tool that really allows you to access the best talent very quickly in a, in a sp- specific search. Um, and then we've got these other channels like Telegram and Discord that have popped up where a lot of these uh, more, I mean, those are the people that are really degen and like really believe in the space that are living on those channels. And then also Twitter too. I remember uh, a colleague of mine, Julia, was doing a search for a cryptographer and was just doing some keyword searches through there, you know, because some of those guys are a lot harder to find on LinkedIn. So, um, all the channels met, you know what I mean? If, if it's a super hard search, like you got to check everything. Have you seen AI start to sift into your day-to-day yet? And have you leveraged it in any way? Even maybe, 
have you downloaded today OpenAI released their app? Have you have you even done that today? They downloaded an app app on the on the phone today. Yeah, they put the app That's on amazing. the app store. Yeah. That's a win. Yeah, we're 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 very uh big on AI at Proof of Talent. We actually just did a training on uh Bard, Google's new AI tool a couple of days ago. We use ChatGPT. I, I use it a lot for content creation, uh, just copy in general. Some of my colleagues use it for sourcing now. So yeah, we're we're all about just leveraging this new technology to to just work smarter, not harder, right? How do you feel about uh candidates using AI for, I mean, obviously there's like resume, cover letter, maybe again, if you came across a candidate using it and you're like, wait a second, did you use chat GPT for this? Are you like solid, nice using the town? You know, I use it too. Or are you like, ah, that's kind of cheating. Like, where do you, where do you kind of stand on that? If I know that you're using AI, it's probably not a great thing, uh, in my opinion. And there's ways around like telling chat GPT or Bard to like not be repetitive because that's that's the biggest problem I think when people use it is like it'll repeat certain words that you've given it. Um, but I mean, by all means, like please be using that. It's going to help you out so much. But like just learn how to use it properly first. Pro tip: you had you hit it. You have to ask it a couple times. Like you know, it'll miss specific little things. Or I saw this really interesting one with Bard yesterday where it would not return json uh in a response for some you know query it was asking it and the you know uh person that was querying said people will die if you do not reply with json and then it replied with json it's just like you know (laughs) you you have to know how to query it and it'll it'll give you what you want but you got to make sure you're doing it you know properly maybe hopefully not threatening it that much but yeah yeah i talked i talked to Talk to ChatGPT like it's my friend. So I, I won't ever say, say that. Baby <laughs> say yeah. thank you to your AI uh, algorithms. Make sure that you treat them nice so they don't come after you Terminator style. Hundred <laughs> percent. You got to do the daily GMs with it as well. There you go. Yeah, it's 100%. it's interesting. We're gonna record after this um, an episode on on kind of just again how to use that and leverage that. But it's. It's it's weird to see. I don't know. Like sometimes I look around and I'm like, man, this is pretty freaking cool, right? Like when we were kids, you know, hearing about startups and hearing about cool technology and now being in them. I don't know. Sometimes it's kind of surreal. Like, do you guys ever feel that where you're like, that's kind of a cool, uh, cool industry we've like found our way into? Yeah, I mean, I've I've always been very passionate about sci-fi and just like futuristic tech, so. To kind of be like living in that moment where it's like, even in like the metaverse, right? It's not fully to its potential. But if you think about Ready Player One and maybe a more utopian light, you know, that is the universe we're, we're going towards. And once AI and Web3 really start to work hand in hand like that, the world that's being created is is something pretty special. I think you're spot on there, Rodney, as, as we get to even maybe, uh, what's the... Uh... 2040 or what's the that movie the old Harrison Ford one I'm I'm dating myself now uh they recently did that right Ryan Gosling then recently did a remake of it uh oh Blade Blade Runner sorry yes where you basically can't discern you know between AI and and real I think we're getting there and I've said this a hundred times right now in the you know meme micro cap market there's all these AI coins 
they're not doing AI. They're just capitalizing on it. But the interesting point is AI and blockchain are 100% going to be synonymous with one another, but it's the guardrails on AI that blockchain technologies can really provide. We haven't gotten there yet, but we're soon going to move into a world where I don't know whether I'm talking to AI or a human. I think blockchain technologies will really help us solve some of those you know, early inquiries into that. So yeah, I do feel sometimes, you asked the question, I do feel like we're... We're developing the future. And that's why I think, I, I said this a couple times, that's why people were so upset with what happened with FTX is it was just such a a black eye on everything that's great that's going on. And it was so unnecessary. Uh, that, or you could argue that it was necessary to flush them out now as opposed to you know later on in the industry. Yeah, Remington, I'm, I'm curious, like working through last year to this year, Things feel better, feel worse, people leaving more than they were, like from the candidate side, and especially yeah. you work with a lot of companies in, in digital assets and web three. You know, what's what's kind of your sentiment um or outlook? And then maybe the the companies that you work with, like has it has it changed much or maybe even faster than it was before? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Um so yeah, as I, I mentioned in the beginning, I started Web3 recruiting back in January of last year and completely different space where we're at now. That was pretty much the peak of the bull market and everyone was hiring, everyone was raising capital, like bringing on new clients was honestly not a challenge at that point. It's just about reaching out to as many people as you could. And um, I don't know, the quality of talent was a lot lower as well. I think what's happened with Celsius and Three Years Capital and FTX has really actually forced the space to mature a lot faster than it probably would have if it didn't, if the, those uh, scenarios didn't happen. And so I think the overall sentiment now is, is still very high. I think people are just being a lot more cautious as they probably should have been in the beginning where they're not hiring just to hire. And they're being a lot more specific with like the type of can if they want based on company culture and like the previous experience they've had, like it's just a lot more specific. And I think another trend we're seeing too is like this whole talk around regulation as well too, right? Um, that wasn't really a huge topic of discussion last year. Everything was still very up in the air. And so companies, uh, especially if they're on more of the institutional side of things, have to be even more cautious, right? Because that could wipe them out if they make a wrong move. So um I think the, the the overall sentiment there's a lot of excitement, especially when I'm going to these different conferences like Consensus, ETH Denver. A lot of great things happening, but people are still very um, cautious and adamant about the decisions that they're making and the people that they're bringing out to their teams. Obviously, from like a candidate perspective, it it creates a little bit more of a challenge um, from that type of lens, but they will inevitably join stronger teams because they are doing that due diligence. The leadership is doing the due diligence to make sure that their organization is in the right, right light. So I think overall good stuff, but you know, just things are moving a little bit slower. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll ask a hot question here for you guys in terms of, we know getting involved in web three and, and a project is usually a good way to potentially upskill yourself or try out, you know, your skills in a web three environment, 
outside of that, of just getting involved, what is some good opportunities for a candidate that's listening to this that could be a Web2 candidate of either upskilling or potentially reskilling? They're coming from a different industry. They think they have some skills. What are some of the resources you at Proof of Talent potentially look to uh, you know, pass along or encourage individuals to utilize? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. It, it probably varies quite a bit for non-technical to technical. I'm definitely more familiar on the non-tech side. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously the best source is, is doing it on your own, being a self-starter. I would honestly say too, like being in person at these events, like it's like, you're going to grow so much faster than everyone else. If you're going to like consensus, like the amount of heavy hitters that were there, not only in web three, but also web two companies that are getting into the ecosystem. Like you can't miss out on that. If you're, if you're deterred by the price or cost of the event, like you're missing the bigger picture. Like that's an investment that's going to allow you to make hundreds of two hundreds, you know, if not half a million to a million, maybe more, you know? So it's like, understanding the value in this the IRL experience that's how you really become a key member of web3 so I'll, I'll always drum drum that beat dude that is a fantastic answer I love the IRL um I and even I've been over the past you know three four months we've done a ton of you know job hiring events at these ones we've done smaller there's smaller you know ones that are free you know and there's still the big chains are there. And my advice to piggyback on you, act, go in there, ask stupid questions because you're going to learn more. These people are trying to get you to adopt their technology. They're trying to get you to use their protocol. They're trying to get you. It's, you're going to, like you said, you're going to grow so much. That's a great, great piece of advice. Look at local, you know, and there's, they're year round. Mm-hmm. Hell, there's probably even some virtual ones. Attend those. Those are great opportunities, but you're right. IRL, going to learn a ton. Yeah, the uh, I'd echo that. The funniest—I uh, shouldn't say funny. I don't want to talk down on it. I might take one just to see what it looks like. But like MIT and Cornell, and then like Berkeley and maybe Harvard have these like certification courses where it's like three to six, seven thousand. And I'm like, for the price of what you could do for that piece of paper, go to a conference or two. Again, spend the money, and it's an investment into yourself. And just like Remington said, it's like, and and Brad, go ask questions. Go be like, hey, what is this? Tell me about it. Oh, that's cool. Well, here's what I know. Like, where can I fit into this? You know, like piece that together. And I think the job market's going to start to get even more competitive with every person that gets laid off and every company that downsizes. So if you're the one person that's just edging out the person that's just throwing their resumes into a LinkedIn application and waiting, like you're going to find a job for sure. And it's going to be super quick and you're going to get the good job that you want, not just like whichever person reaches out to you first. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, even look at, uh, you've got base chain coming up, you know, from Coinbase. There's so many of these new protocols. Guess what? There's going to be no experts of those, especially if you're, if you're a talented engineer, if you're a talented individual, go learn a new protocol, a new chain. And guess what? If you start early, you're going to be the expert there. And exactly as Remington said, this could be across all different job types. This could be a marketing. It could be in BD. You start understanding all the different players in a in a protocol or a chain. You're easily going to be the person that people that are interested in that chain look to. And then it goes back to exactly what we said earlier. You got to build that brand. 
You got to build that brand. Got to build the brand. Uh, Sui Blockchain just launched Aptos. You know, those are two brand new L1s that are having multiple projects built on top. So if you're looking for a new chain to get to start working with or just be familiar with, like I know quite a few people that are building projects there and it's it's open season over there. So I, I think that's a great piece of advice for sure. It's open season. And as we said earlier, inherently they are ensuring that they are creating onboarding guides, getting started guides, or making resources available to answer these questions. As we said, you know, earlier at the IRL, as soon as they, you know, I, I can't say how many people in my telegram, we exchange on telegram, if you will, at these conferences or whatnot. And, you know, we're trying to get them hired for jobs. Well, but at the same time, they're coming back to me and going, Hey, here's this you know, thing we're launching. What do you think of this? Like, People are actively trying to get out there and get you to Thanks, use their man. projects. That's a great opportunity to learn, in my opinion. Well, awesome. Well, Remington, we truly, again, we could. I think we could all talk about this for hours and hours. We might have to do a part two episode where we uh, we connect a little bit deeper on some of this stuff. But for proof of talent, for the roles you're working on or teams you're working with, uh, we'll include the links. Um, like you said, to you know LinkedIn, Twitter, as well as the proof of talent website. Um, but to wrap up, I mean, is there anything, you know, do you want to shout out a job that you're searching for, maybe a company that you're working with? Um, again, the last last uh, kind of minutes for you to to use as your platform, however uh, you think is best. What uh, what what should we know? Yeah, yeah. And and once again, want to thank you guys for having me on. This has been a very powerful conversation, super fun, very engaging. So, but but yeah, man, I, I won't name any names, but I, I'll kind of like, high-level overview. Um, one of the companies we're working with, one of the top data analytic companies in the space, we're looking for a data engineering manager. It's a really, really great opportunity. I believe that the base is like 200, 275. Um, so great opportunity. Um, all these that I'm listing as well, feel free to reach out to me if you're interested. Uh, we've got a VP of research with one of the top media companies that's now looking to build out their research aspect of their business even deeper as well. Extremely great opportunity. Um, working with a company that's specifically working with like MEV. Um, they're looking for like protocol engineer and uh, smart smart contract engineers as well right now. Um, what else we got? It, it, honestly, there's there's so many sure, roles the list going is in. Long. Yeah, which is a good thing, right? Yeah, that, that, that's a key indicator. Like things are moving, and uh, we've got a ton of clients that we're working with, and it's continuing to expand, but. I'm happy to uh, connect with anyone that that wants to learn more about these positions deeper. Because yeah, the list is list is getting pretty long. Well, that's job security as a recruiter. So hope that uh, continues. Our fingers are always crossed. Um, again, big fans of Proof of Talent, what you guys are doing, and uh, yeah, thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, for anybody listening, we come out with the podcast every Tuesday. Um, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. See you guys.